Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So Dwight, there is one movie that has this problem, and I'm going to explain it real quick, and then this is the thing that we're going to talk about. So, so the I think it's episode two of Star Wars, where you have all the council meetings, and it's just no action, and oh, it's just God. everybody's boring. So this is... Why you need to start to the close to the action as possible. Yeah. So what, you know, what's the, you know, if you're watching Lord of the Rings, what part do you skip? The the uh, starting of the fellowship because it's just everybody talking to each other. Right. So you might, you might like hang around for the, the fireworks and stuff, but you might hang around through them getting chased. But something you watch once and then never and then yeah. never again. And you're definitely not maybe watching the Council of Elrond and their little bickering every oh. time over and over and over again. And I'll be honest, if you start reading the books, you'll skip the second part of the second book because it's just Frodo and them climbing a mountain after a certain point. And you won't skip it entirely. You'll like get it through Faramir and then you'll be like, and I'm done. And so here's the thing. Um, when you're playing a game, you could play out every single bit as possible if you want. Totally can. Or you can end on somewhat of a cliffhanger in your last game and then ask yourself, do I need to pick up right there or can I just pick up somewhere else? And you think about it, movies and TV do this all the time. So last episode, you know, somebody was caught by whoever and... You know, somebody menacing is coming to look at him. And then the next episode starts and it's a little jarring because the next thing you know, it's like two months later and they're at home and they seem to be okay. And you're like, how the heck did you get out of that? And then somebody, one of their friends will come in and they'll be like, oh, it's good to see you. I didn't think you'd make it. And you're like, yeah. And then they have like a quick little montage really quick of exactly what happened to get them out. Now, you could do that if you want. Some players would be very angry about that because you didn't let them play it out. That's fine. But here's the deal. So sometime in that story, we didn't have to care about the last two months of the game or the story, right? Somewhere in that story, all of a sudden, we got to a point where something cool was going to happen. And then the next thing, you know, two months have gone by because nothing has happened in those two months. And we do this already. You do this already when you say, oh, you need to go travel three weeks away from the blah, blah, blah. And you may roll a couple of dice and you see, oh, I didn't see any sixes come up. And then you go, yeah, you got there just fine. No real encounters to talk about. So you just glossed over three weeks of material. Now, what if I had you start in a different way? What if I we get you to the certain point where it's instead of them preparing to go into yet another dungeon or another castle or another area... And then, you know, all that stuff. The next thing you know, you go, okay, hey, guys, it's like two months later. You went to that town you were thinking about going to. And just to make life a lot easier, you're already on the first level of the dungeon. And you are now outside of a big set of double doors. And you hear a couple of things on the other side. And you know that there's it's this is known to be inhabited by whatever monster mm -hmm. or group or faction or whatever. There are evil clerics that worship this god on the other side of these doors. What do you do? Well, now you've given your players enough time to say, oh, well, I'm going to, I if I haven't casted my mage armor, I'm casting my mage armor. If I haven't casted this buff spell, I'm casting this buff spell. And, and they can all do their preparatory stuff. 
But now what we haven't done is we haven't played the long slog through the town, up the hill, checking for traps for the whole empty first quarter of this entire manse. Killing every minor little gar- goblin scout-, scout party along the way. That's... And maybe they didn't find anybody, right? I mean, maybe you just like, I don't care. I mean, it could matter if you're really doing... It depends on how you do experience, right? So some game masters make their lives a lot easier and say, look, every third game session, you're going to get a level. And it's a little harder if you have a magic user that wants to craft items because there's experience that goes into that. Some some DMs will just be like, look, just if you're doing something crazy, let me know, and then we'll have to have a conversation. Um, but others, it's like, look, I'm just going to have this three rule. Like, as soon as we finish three little quests, you're all going to level because that makes my life easier. As opposed to figuring out, let's see, they killed six goblins, two trolls, four guys. Let's see, the experience on that is... 3,426 mm-hmm. divided by four, it's just too much math. Or even worse, if you go to like a uh, old D&D where, oh, the fighter killed it, so oh, the fighter the, gets all the, the XP. XP. Oh, yeah, that's a dumb way to go. <laughs> yeah, and so then what happens is what you want to do is you want to start as close, just like, a, just like a TV show does, as close to the action as possible. So one of the things that Star Wars 2 could have done is instead of having... I don't know what they were hoping for. Some big reveal that Jar Jar was evil because they keep trying to hint at Jar Jar as something other than he is. There's some really good theories. I totally believe them. But supposedly in the original script. But it doesn't matter. They keep trying to like hint that Jar Jar is something else. And But the thing is they take 20 minutes of let's have people arguing about it in this Republic. No one cares about the Republic. I'm sorry. No one cares about the Republic because when you get introduced to Star Wars, you're introduced to Star Wars as the Empire. This evil mm-hmm. empire that has to get taken out by this nerf herder on this tiny little desert planet. And you find out who's magical. Sweet. Now we go back to tell you the huge story. And it's like, oh, this crazy little Jamaican fish thing has, you know, was responsible basically for swaying everything over and allowing the emperor to take charge. Great. You know, you could just reveal that in a literal comment of two people walking out of this, out of the room, congratulating Jar Jar on giving the, you know, the emperor, not really the emperor yet, but Palpatine, the court, you know, the martial powers to do whatever. And now you have the idea of, okay, cool. We just now have an empire. All of those council scenes could have been summed up in a dialogue line or two. Two paragraphs. every major point that they needed. Maybe two paragraphs. Yeah. I mean, as opposed to playing through it. Unless that's what your deal is. Unless you're playing the political game where... Like, look, your your people aren't playing Jedi's in this Star Star Wars story. Yeah, they're playing they're playing but, the Gungan representation for God knows what we reason. We have to have the concept of Star Wars is not a political. It, Game of Thrones is more is designed to be more political. And the advantage of Game of Thrones is you could play that and make it interesting. Yes, and Game of Thrones also intersplices with action. And Lots there's of actual action. political entourage compared to yeah. just. The council talking about whether they're going to let the Jedi in or not. Yes. Yay. I'm rolling to pound on the table. Oh, my God. Just, oh, kill me, please. So, anyway, the concept here, not to belabor the point, is figure out where the action absolutely is that they have to play. So, combat is a good thing to look at. Maybe a pivotal point in the storyline is a a thing. Um, And move them quickly to that as possible. So... Again, if you're going to do a big reveal, don't skip the things that will give them the side the side knowledge to guess at the big reveal. I'm a big fan 
of your players walking into a big reveal going, yeah, I was about 85% sure of that. Or I knew something was up with that person, but I didn't know what exactly. So this isn't, yes, it's shocking, but I kind of had an idea because you want your players to feel smart. And no offense, if your big reveal is like just a slap in the face that comes out of left field and there's no hinting toward it whatsoever, it's not a big reveal. It's you literally, you went to left field. Like you just, you, you left the building and no one followed you. No one got on this train that you jumped on and, and everyone's like, where, why, huh? It's like, oh, the, the king is now really a necromancer. Cool. What? I've never, does he do magic? Well, I guess he obviously does. He's a necromancer. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Why do I care? But on the other hand, you could just make sure that whatever you're skipping over, you don't need it to then do something later on in the game. And if you do need it, do exactly what we just talked about. Have a couple of lines or an item or something found that's a little weird and maybe just show the reaction. You know, everyone make a perception roll. Oh, you notice the king looks a little worried about the conversation or the item you just talked about. And if they press it, the king says it's nothing. Don't worry about it. I know what you're talking about. So that looks a little weird. And you do that three or four times and then you reveal, oh, the king's a necromancer. And you're like, oh, well, that explains why he's all freaking out about this weird necromantic stuff that just happens to be his we're finding throughout the kingdom. Okay, got it. But otherwise, don't play them walking through the castle to go talk to the king. Don't play through the entire 18-minute long dialogue or council meeting especially if they have nothing to do. If they're not in the council meeting and you're just literally talking for 17 different characters, skip it. Mm-hmm. Literally just skip it. Just You could literally skip all of that. I know it sounds exciting to you, but it's not. And if your players aren't doing something like looking at their sheet and rolling dice or asking questions or trying to in, or in play at all, it's worthless. Thinking about how to use their skills. They need to be involved. Yeah. So otherwise, what you do is you just cut it short, Right. Where it's like, oh, well, we got to take this into a council meeting. Cool. We'll let you know what the results are. And then you look at them and go, hey, what do you guys want to do for the next couple of hours? I.e. go sell a bunch of stuff. So now they're involved. Hey, after you guys are all done at the tavern, one of the king's messengers comes and lets you know what the results were of this boring council meeting you decided to skip out on so you could sell a bunch of goods. Which takes forever anyway. Um, so why make, why sit through selling a bunch of goods that take forever and then make them sit through a boring council meeting on top of it? I mean, what a way to ruin a night and Mm -hmm. a week. I mean, I go to gaming to get away, like not, you know, there's a reason why we don't play, you know, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, the office edition where we go in and like sit in cubicles for eight hours a day. There's a reason why life simulators don't exist as much or not popular (laughs) yes the sims was kind of a weird one but other than the sims yes (laughs) um but anyway yeah i totally agree and so that's just it it's like skip to the action as fast as you possibly can and so on that note we're going to skip to the action and leave you hey thanks for listening and for more resources please go to skullrpg.com